<laughs> Starting now. All right. Okay, here we are, back. Mm-hmm. Back again, episode. What episode is this? I don't know, seven maybe? Seven? Six or I seven? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I, I got to fix the title of our last episode because it was uh, episode two point episode six. So that well, this is seven. Uh, because uh, you, we use... um. Shit, what the hell do we use? Oh, yeah, Podbean. And the issue with it is, is that if I don't click this, like, they make it automatic where there's this thing that it puts, it numbers your episodes for you, which I hate because I keep forgetting to fucking click it. So it puts it on there as two because it doesn't know what episode we're on. Oh. So it put a stupid number on there. It pisses me off. So everybody is like, didn't they just have, didn't they just put out episode two last week? <laughs> yeah. So we this, just keep putting out the same no, This is episode two point episode six. We actually, <laughs> we actually died doing the podcast and it's just repeating all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's going out there. My fucking ghost is posting. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, I'm Wes. I'm Murray. And this is American, American Zero, Zero Podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oscar the Grouch over there. Yeah. Oh, well, what I want to start off with is, is um, God, I can't get this stupid thing. There we go. Um, so we're talking about going to Vegas early June for my 40th birthday. My birthday's not till the end of August, but I think June's just a good time to go. I, honestly, I just don't even want to wait till August. I just want to go and, and do it. But uh, the reason I was wanted to bring it up and talk to you about it was, so on New Year's Eve, we all got like pr- pretty messed up. You know what I mean? We all are feeling pretty good. We had a really good time, and everybody that is talking about going to Vegas was there on New Year's Eve. And so I woke up on New Year's Day, and I was like, "And I was like, ah, I'm feeling a little rough. I didn't get home to like 3.45 in the morning, and I was feeling a little rough, but I was like, I'll be all right. I slept into like 10.30, uh-huh. and uh, so I got up and got around, and, and me and Steve were going to go to the casino on New Year's Day. And I asked him, and Steve, Steve was really, I mean, Steve was really drunk on New Year's Eve. So I was, I was like, are you sure you want to go, man? And he's like, I'll go. And I picked him up and he looked rough. Apparently he like sprained his ankle when he fell down at a Robin's house. And, and he, you know, he was just wasted and he was like, oh, I'm pretty hungover. And I was like, dude, we don't got to go. We can go tomorrow or whenever. It doesn't matter. And he's like, nah, let's just go. And so he went and when he was, when we were walking to the casino, he was limping in, you know, and all this shit. And then, so I was like, well, I'm going to see how it goes if I start winning i'll probably have some beers well of course i start winning and i start drinking and we got the casino around 1 30 and i don't think we left till like 8 or 8 30 and i was drinking the whole time and dude i woke up on thursday and i felt like death i mean i was like i felt so dehydrated i felt like a prune man like i was just drinking water and then on friday i was at work and luckily work was really light so i got off early and i was like oh my god all like yesterday afternoon i was thinking to myself I don't even know if I want to go to Vegas. How could I ever do this? Two days in a row already killed me. I don't think I could do three. Uh, uh, dude, that's the, like you talking, like you bringing that up right now made me think about, like I told you earlier, how I worked like 20 hours straight. Because the Monday. last time we went, we were what, like 31 or mm-hmm. something? Yeah, or 30? And we were up, dude, we were up easily 20 hours doing shit that yeah. day. And then I just worked 20 hours in one day, and it took me like three to four days to get over it. I can't, like, I feel like we're going to go to Vegas and, like, I'm going to get all burnout the first day and just sleep the next two. So we have to pace ourselves, but then today I feel way better and now I'm, like, back in on it. I'm all like, I'm, I'm, I'll go. I'll still go. I'm yeah, I'll have go. to pace myself because yeah. my, my wimpy wife won't be able to stay up past nine. But yeah, we just can't, we just can't, as soon as we go off the plane, start drinking. You know what I mean? We don't have, <sighs> have to wait till, like, evening time to drink. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and not drink all, like, during uh, the day. N- n- nothing will be as good as the first time we went and our friend Travis went and his wife went. And you could tell, like by two o'clock, they were already burnt out. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, she was like, she like, she like had those shots. She brought. Oh yeah, like at breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> she ate a pancake and, second, and some rum. I don't remember. Remember, remember what the it second was. time we went and we bought that giant bottle of Jaeger? You knocked it off the limo with your bag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> broke in front of everybody. <laughs> then I bought another one and drank almost the whole thing myself anyway. <laughs> That's a big bottle of Jaeger, yeah. man, and you, just, and you just whipped it with your bag and right in front of yeah. the whole crew and just went splash, and everybody yeah. was like, ah. Yeah, we uh, we went up to our room and took Jaeger shots, and then I just started drinking the fucking bottle of Jaeger. That yeah, was a good see, night. I don't even remember that. Yeah, because yeah. I was so wasted. That's when I decided to high-five everybody in that, Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all the Asian people were afraid of me. That was the first time. Well, the we first time Vegas. we broke in? The first time we went to Vegas, you were high-fiving. The second time is when you broke Was it, it the first time? Yeah, it was the first time. Yeah. 
The first time was when you were high-fiving everybody. <laughs> it's a blur to me, man. Yeah, They're both go. a blur. Because well. I don't know if I ever talked about... Did we ever talk about like how, how messed up we were on the trip and like the spaghetti pants and all that stuff? I don't, I don't know. I'm sure we did on the old show, but I don't... Yeah. I don't remember what I the talked about it. Pa- what was the spaghetti pants? I when me and Travis went to eat at that buffet and... Uh, I was so wasted at the buffet is that this I... A, this is the second time, right? I think so, because it was just me and Trap. Yeah, because we stayed at the Cortez. Yeah, okay. Uh, so uh, we went to this buffet, and I had these um, like plaid golfer shorts is what they kind of look like on. <laughs> and I woke up... like I, Me and Travis came back from the buffet, and we were wasted. And uh, I got up to uh, my hotel room, went to bed, whatever, woke up the next morning. My entire right leg was covered in spaghetti sauce. <laughs> so you don't even remember doing it? N- no. The- oh, wow. No. I had no idea. I mean, I remember most so of you like- you could have been like, was it? so it was at the end of the night? Uh, yeah, it was. And it oh, was, so but- you weren't like walking around Vegas with Yeah, but I still sauce. had to walk all the way down yeah. the old part, all yeah. the way there. But the thing is, is that I was so, like, yeah, I was wasted, but the- I wasn't so wasted that I didn't remember anything. I, re- I remembered everything. It's just I was so wasted that I was oblivious to what was going on on my leg. And it's like when you gave me that at that that was the same trip when you gave me that bottle of Andre and say here take a swig of this, and or no you said finish it. And I thought it was empty, so I took it and like st- straight up, and it just poured all over my chest. <laughs> yeah, we were at some casino that you saw, like they had like one of those giant ass slot machines that you pulled a big oh, giant yeah, thing, yeah, I that, and yeah. you gave me that bottle and said, "Here, finish this." And I, I thought it was empty, so I just turned it right upside down. And it just poured down my face and all over my chest. Yeah. We, I mean, we were wasted like very early on. Well, we, every time we've gone, we've got we've gotten there. Early in the morning, yeah. our flight, like we leave here at like six thirty in Topeka, and then it, or Kansas City, and then it, and then by the time we get there, whatever the hour different, we get there on the same time or like seven, mm-hmm. or I don't know what the flight difference is. By the time you get on the plane, you know, and go, you know, I don't know, but we get there pretty much early in the morning. Yeah, because I, I, one of my other favorite memories that is you discovering that you can buy alcohol across the street because you got tired of waiting for the waitresses. Ah, it's, it's fucking when this was in the old Cortez, like, the place was like deadish. Yeah, shit. but that, but like that's what cracked me up is like there was the time that you came back and I had like five fucking beers and you were like. Where the hell did you get all those? And I had figured out where all the waitresses had intersected at the slot machines. So I was getting up and hiding my beers in between the slot machines. And when they'd come back, I'd be like, can I get a beer? And they'd bring me another fucking beer. So I had oh, all these beers. Oh, that's good thinking. Yeah, I just noticed they were because, all... Because they won't, they won't give me another one until you finish the other Yeah, one. but yeah. I had figured out that they all were intersecting this one area. And I just kept getting up in those four corners and just getting <laughs> beer from them. Beers yeah. there? I had them all like down the side. Did you do the same kind of thing like on Black Friday? Would you? go to walmart and like hide stuff around on around walmart no i didn't even hide stuff i went to Uh-oh. uh that was uh me and steve and uh his wife were there waiting in line because steve wanted to get a ds for his daughter and i said i'd wait in line with him but i just said to hell with this and they had a big pallet of blu-ray players and for like 20 bucks or something like that so i was like i'll get my mom a shitty blu-ray player and uh i went over there and just took it off the top of the pallet and just walked and went in line and then we're standing over there, and uh, Emily comes over. Oh, she was still working there, and that's Steve's wife. And she comes over. She goes, yeah, they're looking for that other Blu-ray player because they're counting them right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then security guards who are dressed like normal people come walking over, and they're, like, looking at me and looking at it. And I'm just like, okay, I'm like, is it really this big of a deal? And then they just walked <laughs> off. And I was just like, okay, they're not going to do anything about it. So I'm like, whatever. I didn't care. I was like, what are they going to do, kick me out of Walmart? And I'm like, oh, God. It's like, here. Here, you can have your twenty dollars Blu-ray player back. <laughs> I tell you what, the first thing I'm going to do though is if we if we decide to stay on the old strip, which I hope we do again. I think I think I'm just going to say, hey, that's where I, we're going to stay. I, it, if you don't want to stay there, you don't have to stay there. We'll meet up somewhere, but that's where I'm staying. One hundred percent, I want to stay there for two reasons. One, I enjoyed it a lot more, just because things seem to be cheaper too. Yeah, uh, cheaper and than the the main strip. And two, if it's a million degrees outside, having that light show awning thing above you yeah oh my god it made it so much cooler i didn't feel like i was burning up like we did the last time god. Well, they got that walgreens down there and the first thing i'm gonna do is make sure i go get some rain or bang energy drinks the sugar-free energy drinks because i'm hooked on those rains <laughs> those things are such hangover killers i mean they really? destroy hangovers man they yeah. do mine anyway i'll think i'll get up and i'll have one and i'll feel 100 percent better it was so bad the first trip we went on how hot it was that like people on like if you've been to vegas you probably know this 
people go into like Walgreens and all those places and clear them out of water and then sell them for to you out on the street. Oh, yeah, out on the street. Yeah. And I and I was buying them because it was that goddamn hot the first time we went. But it did, it just wasn't nowhere near like the, near that on the the second time, which I also found the second time more entertaining because. I, I hate to be this asshole, but like, there was a lot of like bums down in the old part compared to the uh, the main strip, and it was amusing to see their like their survival tactics. And- oh, the best is when we came back from the the Union Station buffet in the morning, and I'm just I'm, there's a bunch of us, and I'm just kind of walking right in the middle, and I Murray's in the back, and I hear Murray go, "Don't do it, dude." Don't do it. And I look at Murray, and I, I see where Murray's eyes are looking, so I, I pan over to where his eyes are at, and there's some bum picked up. He had a Heineken. He just picked out of it out trash. of the trash, and he kind of looked at it and smelled it, and he just crushed it. it I, I bet there was a quarter left in it. He just, yeah. he just That's the shit that like cracked me up, because I was in awe of that kind of stuff. But I'd say what took the cake was us riding the bus, and me getting on the only goddamn seat that didn't have somebody else sitting in it, and then the stinkiest son of a bitch that ever walked the earth and crazy gets on the bus and he gets up and as he walks by all you guys start laughing well we were laughing because because the bus was stopped for a while i mean it was well I, a while would be a few minutes yeah you know but like it every other stop it it would it would stop for like 30 seconds or a minute and take off and it was stopped for a while so we saw this guy i think it was a lot of people getting on well this guy wasn't acting like he was going to get on yeah he was just out in the bushes and on the, on on the sidewalk just picking up all the cigarette, cigarette butts, butts yeah good and then Corey or someone had pointed him out and i was like oh he's really going at it and i said something that was funny about him i can't remember what it was and then the last minute before the dose was the door closed he just hopped on and so yep. i just started i couldn't stop laughing he's like oh shit now he's on the bus and then he came up and sat right next to murray and <sighs> i couldn't stop laughing okay man. now as they're all up there laughing he's aware of this <laughs> Got you and he is leaning back and forth. He first off, he's sm- like the way I described how he smelled is that he smelled like Satan's a- uh, ass loofah. And oh, it, <laughs> this dude was just like under his breath, going "Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up!" And I'm sitting there like, "Oh my god!" I'm trying not to smell him. I got my head turned, and all these dudes are just laughing like crazy. And then our next stop, he got off, and it was like, "Thank God!" Out of everybody, he could have sat next to it was you. I could. That's that. That's what made it so funny, man. Out of everybody, uh-huh. and then and then and then top it all off at the very end. Me and Steven, we first got there, we roomed together, and we were super gun ho about like we're gonna get a sturdy pack, and every morning we're gonna start drinking, and and then and then we and for some reason we filled up like the sink with like ice, ice from the ice machine and put the beer in there. That ice melted so fast, like it was just <laughs> beer sitting in water after like the first twenty minutes, and then we hardly drank any of it. So at the end of the day, we come downstairs and Steve's walking out. Steve, Steve's, I'm like, what are we going to do with this beer? And Steve just walks out in front of the El Cortez. And I can't even see who he's hollering at. He just is like, y'all want some beer? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, he waves his hand over like, come on. And these two dudes on motorized wheelchairs just fly around the corner. <laughs> And she's like, hey, you guys doing? They're like, thanks a lot, man. Jesus Christ. What's what going the- on upstairs? Man? I don't know. <laughs> It scared the shit out of me. And Steve gave it to him. They just took off into the sunrise, man. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's... That, that. Whoa, man, you remember the, the black dude who came down and goes... And he just goes, hey, man, you know what time it is? And I was uh-uh. like, what the hell? Not yeah, he says it in a voice like that. And is that the Tweedledee dude? Yes. Uh, and then he says he's going to be on America's Got Talent. And then he sings us a song. And it's oh, awful. A little tweet, tweet, tweet. He was, he was yeah. raspy. Oh, it was so awful. I just awful. gave him a handful of change for oh. the alone. Yeah, and then like I had a shitload of quarters for some reason. Well, when we came back down the street, like this is when I was walking down the street with spaghetti pants. He was out there harassing <laughs> these young girls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can really do <laughs> The best shit about that buffet is Travis was cracking up because, man, I was so wasted. I was over there at the buffet. I put spaghetti on there. I put chicken. I put everything on that buffet on my plate. And Travis goes, dude, you do know you can have more than one plate, right? I was like, 
Yeah. I mean, it was a mountain of food. And you were just mixing it all together. Oh, yeah, I didn't care. Just throwing it all on there. And no wonder I got spaghetti all over my pants. You probably didn't <laughs> know what to choose from. You probably went for that drumstick and just dropped the spaghetti uh, all over. Dude, it was so great, though. I, I, loved, I, just, I loved every minute of it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that. you know, I, I was, you know, I'm ready for it. I just thought it was funny that I was, like, at my age. I did those two days of drinking in a row, and the third day I was like, oh, my life, my life is over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. That's one day for me. I'll drink uh, today, and then tomorrow I'll be like, I gotta hate life. Yeah, I, like I can't handle it anymore. Yeah, man. It's it's yeah. It's it's definitely getting rougher. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Anyway, well, that was our quick Vegas talk. Uh, what else did you want to get into? Um, let's go into Rambo. All right. You want to talk about Rambo? Oh yeah, Rambo Last Blood. All right. Um, I I uh I was I don't want to say. I wasn't surprised, but I still kind of was. Yeah, it me was, too. It was graphically violent. Like, I had was, zero expectations. I don't know what the guy's name is who directed. Um, who have have you seen like um, Brawl on Cell Block ninety nine no. or whatever? Or no. he, and the guy, the same guy, he did like Bone Tomahawk. No, like his his. Or all his movies like this? His, I can't remember that guy's director's name, but he he's his movies are pretty gory, almost to the point where they look like like they're like. Fakishly, I don't know. Is yeah. that a move? Is that a word? I get what you're Go, saying. Like gory, you know. Like what you mean? can tell it's effects and stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, like you like if some guy gets his head blown off, but like there's a quick edit where you can actually see like the rubber head getting blown apart. You yeah. know, I'm pretty sure he does it purposely. You know, but uh, yeah, this movie, I was kind of shocked by how gory it was. Yeah, I talked to my mom about it. She was like, "What do you mean? This is Rainbow." I'm like, nah, nah. like she <laughs> no. goes, and she goes, "Well, the last movie, I go, no, the last movie wasn't anything like this. This but- was like shockingly glory- gory. <laughs> this was like hostile gory." <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Like, you know, it's one thing that they show people just getting the shit stabbed out of them, but then he turns and just blows the dude's head completely off. Well, yeah, you know, uh, it, it, let me just it, warn you right now. If you want to see Rambo Last Blood and you care about spoilers, just go ahead and fast forward a few minutes because we're just going to spoil this. It's not like Rambo's the hottest There's really in town. zero story in this movie. There's like, the, a, a, like, a, like, a, like his motivation for killing all these guys is the whole story. And it's almost nothing. Like, I feel like there's no, like, you you know what's going to happen before it even happens. It's like, duh, duh. Uh, my mom did make a point that I agreed with, and she was talking about how that dude has had so much plastic surgery that, like, his, his face, hair, he has no emotion. I looked up his hairline, because his hair was bothering me. His hairline, it was glued on. It did. And uh, and so I looked it up, and there's actually YouTube videos <laughs> explaining his hairline. <laughs> oh, yeah? And, and you could see it, like... And his brother, I think, got got the same either hair transplant or glue on or whatever because he's got the same weird like white line across his forehead too. I don't know what is going on. I'll tell you what, I love. His, him. He's the he's one of the few actors in the history of acting where their hairline somehow got shorter. You know, and they're not shorter, <laughs> but I mean, it went it kept moving down his forehead instead of back. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the reverse Willis. <laughs> yeah, he looked awful. I, I, the one thing I will say, I, I very much enjoyed this movie. I thought it was awesome. Uh, I loved all the I violence. Thought was, I thought it was all right. I, I, I loved how over the top it was and how ridiculous I think that it was. Saved it for me. Now, how how graphic it was at the end when he was fighting all the cartel guys in the tunnel, uh, dude. With all his, I with all his booby trap. I couldn't stop laughing. After when they showed the scene where that one dude goes up and sees that his brother's head had been cut off. Yeah. And I, I started cracking up there, but I really was laughing when it cut to the next scene and that dude just takes his head, Rambo just throws his head out of the window. Right. And like, on, <laughs> like onto the highway. Yeah. yeah. I started cracking up. I was like, oh my God. Uh, I will say that the very, like, the very first guy he fucks up and like, Pulls that bone out of his like shoulder and oh, starts his breaking. rib when he's like, interrogating. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh my god! Because yeah. like the way they show it is like he's jabbing his thumb like into this wound up in it, and like I was like, oh my god, that would fucking hurt. I did like at the end though when he was like, this is how it feels when your heart was taken out because <laughs> these cartel guys kidnapped his niece and and drugged her up. And became- Made her a sex slave, and Rambo had to rescue her. And then in the rescue, which I had a real big problem with, he rescues her. She's all messed up on drugs. She OD'd, and basically. She, or whatever. She did OD'd. But for some reason, he's in Mexico. I'm sure there was ample hospitals around or something to take her to. And he just decides to drive her way back home in the country. That's on yeah. you, Rambo. Yeah. You look, know what I mean? Kind of. Take her I, off a kind, actually, I thought her. I, I, my thought was, well, because my pro, I had a beef with that whole part of the story. Because I was like, did she really, did you really have to go that route where she dies? I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't really think she had It could have just been him fucking him up to save her. 
Yeah. And that would have been fine with me because, like, the only thing I didn't like about the movie was, like, when he first goes down there and gets his ass kicked, I was like, you just made him get his ass kicked. It's like, how do you make Rambo get his ass kicked? That yeah. just, it pissed me off. Mm-hmm. I was like, where are we going with this movie? But then it, after that kind of picks up and that's when I, yeah. cause well, I, I will admit that it has moments where I was like, okay, it's getting kind of slow. It's a little uneven. Well, at the end, he pins the main bad guy against the wall with his Rambo arrows, with his bow and arrows, mm-hmm. and then he cuts out his heart. And as he's cutting out his heart, he tells them, this is how it feels when your heart's cut out. <laughs> it's like, well, oh, I'm sure there's probably a bit of a difference. I mean, between, between figuring yeah, you're still alive. and literally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, but what, what I thought was awesome. Then he holds up that cartel guy's greasy heart to his face still before beating. he dies. Still beating. And I'm like, that dude's heart kind of looks shitty. Yeah, you know yeah he I mean? probably had a lot of street, problems. A lot of street tacos in that heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that, that's not racist. A lot right? of dog is meat. That, oh, that, that, that was racist. Now that was racist. <laughs> okay, now that's something. I want to talk about. Oh uh, no no no! Dog, I decided like I was curious as to like no 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 the racism. Uh, in Rambo, hang on. Oh. As I I decided I was curious like how did this go over on Rotten Tomatoes? Which I hate, but I like that they do at, like you know put a bunch of different reviewer stuff all on the same page. That's that that I like. But one of the first reviews I seen from a critic called the movie racist. Oh really? And I was like how. I like when was it racist because he's killing Mexicans? I'm like it's supposed to be like the cartels. Like do people realize this is like real life in regards to how like that kind of stuff happens the cartel, not Rambo killing people, but oh, like the way the oh. No, but the way the cartel is and all that kind of stuff. I didn't think it was racist at all. Um <laughs> the other thing is that I thought was hilarious is that I can't remember what the exact number was, but the critic score was like 28 or 38. Oh, it's horrible. But the 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 audience score is 82. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, because people who walked into this movie pretty much knew what they were going to get. The only thing I don't like, Rambo, he did a lot of things that didn't make sense. You know, like uh, not taking his not taking his drugged out niece to the hospital drive, instead of just driving her down a long country road. Uh, the other thing I didn't, I didn't like about him is he's, he's in these tunnels fighting all these cartel guys. He's got all these traps set up. He's only got so much ammo. He, he's blowing guys' heads off. And then as their heads are, he's blowing their heads off and their bodies on the ground. He's going in, he's going by him and putting more rounds into him. That's what I didn't understand. Well, I'm, I was just trying to get her without interrupting well, you. Well, nah, man, but I'm saying, I'm trying to say something to you so you can react I'm to it. I'm listening. What, oh. well, now, well, you ruined it. What are you pointing at? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, well, get back to my point. He's blowing guys' heads off. And then, and then he's putting, and as they're they're laying on the ground with no head, and he's putting extra rounds into. Yeah, that, like, that was one thing I didn't sure understand. Like those guys who laid on the spikes, and he just shoots the shit out of them. I'm like, yeah, like what was the point? Well, they're not going anywhere, Rambo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. He went too far. You know, I understand he's mad about his dead knees. <laughs> I did. I, I, there was one death he, in know, particular. He, those bullets. What if he wasted them on those guys, and then backups came? And what if he got down and he was like, "I'm out of bullets." Two things. One. Did you feel Rambo not that smart that once he got down in the tunnels and like he would kill a couple guys? Did you keep feeling like all right, he's killed everybody, but then magically there was like five that more guys? I thought the whole time I was like, <laughs> yeah. they, they came in these cars, but I said like, he's already killed. I was like trying to count in my head. I was like, he's already killed thank like you. a thank you. He's already killed like a he's already killed like twenty five guys, and there was like thirteen more. I was like, yeah, that, there weren't even that many dudes who showed up. That, that's beginning. what I was confused by. Uh, like, do these tunnels lead to other tunnels? Then there was one death. That I swear to God, like, I almost want to go back and watch that part again because I still was not sure what happened, but it looked like something like sliced through the dude's head and like it cut like between they cut the part where your eyes would be out of his head and then it cut like where his mouth would be, but left like the nose part. Like, it just seemed like his house, his head got his house, his head got grinded through. And I was like, wait a minute, what just happened? Like, did I blink and miss something? Because it was that ridiculous. Just had some sort of weird spike trap that went right to the guy's eyes and mouth. Uh, But I, I, I enjoyed that whole part of the movie thoroughly. I enjoy, I think it saved it. I think the last half hour really saved it. Because at first I was like, you know, I was like, why is he just going to get beat up? Yeah. You know, and then, and then when he was, there was a scene where he was, he was going to confront the cartel. And for some reason he went alone with just a handgun. And there's all these and cartel, knife. And these, all these cartel dudes around him. And I'm like, oh, come on, Ram. Well, that's the other thing too. When he walked in there, when he walks in there, they just all surround him. And I was sitting there like, did I just miss something? I thought like, the same thing. I'm like, where'd they come from? Like, they were just all of a sudden following him. And I thought, they don't know who he is. He could have just been a guy walking around. They even ask him, are you here for some pussy? And it's like, he could have been. <laughs> I think that's true. 
He should have just lied and said yes. Yeah, just and that's why I'm like, this is where you come to get whores. Just so. To- just, I, to, just to get out of there. Yeah, that's why I didn't understand, like, that whole scene. I was kind of like, they don't know that what he's doing there. He's just walking around. And let's let's go right to the end when it's over, and he just walks up onto a porch. He's been shot twice, one in the Sho- cut. And one, one in the shoulder? One in the shoulder. Yeah. He walks up on the porch, and he makes some long speech about how people's memories need to be remembered and all this stuff and he just he's just sitting there rocking as it fa- as the camera fades away and i'm like so is it so i guess there is it really the last blood yeah it's not going to be last blood it's going to be a glass blood again or last blood too or <laughs> last blood bar- left i don't know what they call it bleed again i don't know <laughs> more blood anyway anyway that was, rambo more blood anyway that was rambo last blood i give it three stars it, out, it, out it, of five? it entertained me yeah it entertained me I give it. I give it four. I enjoyed it oh, a lot. Really? Oh, I really enjoy it. All in on Last Blood. Oh yeah. I I like. I get like where you're saying like what saved it and stuff. I, but that's the thing. That whole like if you can make it through. I don't know. I, I I don't even say that. Like I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Like I never found myself going. God, when's this movie going to be over? Uh, I it's it just especially once that dude's head got cut off. I was like, I'm all in on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be that violent, but I, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, that's what my mom's like. What'd you expect? I'm like, I bullshit. There isn't another. Even the last Rambo, she goes, I thought the last Rambo movie was more gorier than that. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. It had one scene where he mows down everybody, and that was like as bloody as it got. First Blood Part Two was was pretty bloody, and it it it, it wasn't near as bloody no. as this. She acted like I shouldn't have been surprised, and I'm like, no, this was like horror movie gore. That you got to worry about, man, is when your mom is not faded by it. She's <laughs> not faded by Last Blood. Mm-hmm. Like my mom would have been all like oh i can't yeah my mom watched it with my niece my niece is like eight. <laughs> oh wow yeah and she was like she told my mom she goes i don't know if i should be watching this and my mom just looked at her like you watch the walking dead get over it the niece's next halloween costume will be rambo last blood everybody's gonna yeah. listen to this and go your niece is an eight you're a terrible uncle i'm like i am i am oh you don't even know how old she is and I, I don't remember oh I don't, no i'm no you gotta understand i'm terrible with birthdays like even with my kids it's like it's hard it's like when people are like what you know you go to the doctor and they're like, how old, uh, what's the birth date? And I'm like, one, two, three, four, five, six. You know, I'm like sitting there counting. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm terrible with birthdays yeah. and stuff. It's, it's, it's hard for me to remember that shit. Like I, uh, and it's, you know, like some people will be like, oh, cause you don't give a shit. And I'm like, no, it's just because I'll be honest. I got a lot going on. And those like, to me are trivial things to remember because my kids are going to remind me, Hey, my birthday's coming. And uh, I don't yeah. got to worry about it. Yeah. It's not like I'm gonna for, like accidentally forget the birthday because they won't let me. And then you're like, "Here's this. Now let me get back to what I was doing." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like remind me again next year. <laughs> um, you know, we're talking about movie stuff. They come like three months later, like, "Hey, it's my birthday." You're like, "Again? Yeah. It's been a year." That's when Here, I became yeah, this. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not that retarded. I, <laughs> then I at least like, then you're like, "Where's all my money?" <laughs> I know, I know months. I got months down. It's just always like the year and the actual date is where I always like fuck it all up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it it isn't like my dad where you know I you know my birthday's in July and then he like send me a happy birthday and it's like August thirty first July eleventh yes yeah see I'm I'm all right with birthdays yeah. I remember yeah. a lot of people's birthdays um speaking like we were talking about movie stuff here's something I I, I Bill and Ted comes out this year this year when does it come out uh, I don't know mm. uh there was a a picture released from it and it shows them in the garage talking to that. their daughters oh is that daughters I thought I saw a son in there it's daughters girls oh okay and the f- I wasn't the first person to think this. They're like, no, they had boys at the end of the second movie. It was little Bill and little Ted, and but so- they were played by girls, weren't they? Who the bo- they were babies? Yeah, but I think the babies were played by girls. Oh. But they were supposed to be boys. Oh, come the fuck on! Well, that's what uh, I'm just telling you. I, they were fucking Bill and Ted. They were fucking boys. I know. And- I'm just saying the actors, the baby actors, were girls. Why? Look it up. Were they really? I'm pretty sure Are I heard you- that. I but, but their name Bill and Ted. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying you can't tell if you put a baby in a fucking, uh, what's those things called? A baby bajorn? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they're called. But you put it in that. A baby backpack? It's a brand new baby. You can't tell from the. Are you being serious? I swear to God, I heard that. I'm, I know they were Bill and Ted, but they the, but the babies I think were played by actual uh, okay. Well, yeah. then my question is, what would you insinuate in your or what would you believe they were to be? I can't even remember what the fuck they were when I watched. No, Bill but when he says that, when when they say it's little Bill and little Ted, you would assume they had boys, right? 
I guess. Well, they, so everybody's questioning, like, well, did they have boys or did they have girls? Oh, no. And now, here's where I got irritated. Is somebody post, oh, no. Somebody post on Twitter <laughs> below it says that they never actually specified if they were boys or I girls. I thought they did say Little Bill and Little they, Ted. No, they called it Little Bill and Little yeah. Ted. This is Little Bill and Little it's Ted. Little Bill, it's Little Ted. Yeah. And that's when this guy post below it said, yeah, they named them Little Bill and Little Ted, but they never specified that they were boys. Now, was, I, was Bill's, I can't remember, was Bill's Like, kid? they named them after okay. each other, I like believe. Bill's kid's name was Ted, and Ted's yes. name was Bill. And But they were played by girl babies. I was fucking more irritated with the fact that's that... That's what you're really mad No, about. I'm more mad about the fact that this <laughs> asswipe puts on her, they never specified they were boys. I fucking responded. Because I had to. And I basically, and what I said was something along the lines of this. Like, I'm not going to say it exactly, but it's probably pretty close. I said, okay, stop with your nonsense. They had boys. And that's all it was. Because I'm sorry. Get the, get, come the fuck on. And like, there's no way they named them Little Bill and Little Ted. And then now they're like, oh, they were girls. I heard, uh, I heard there's going to be a George Carlin, a George Carlin hologram in that movie are you serious no i just made that oh, up. I, was wondering. I, just, I was like that's ridiculous i just ridiculous. want to see if your erection would knock over this table <laughs> no no that would actually be stupid i mean i'm actually kind of excited for a bill and ted movie just because no, I, I think it'll be good i think it'll be because it'll be hopefully re- they hang on to all the cool tropes and stuff that it oh had, yeah that's what, what i'm hoping yeah. i'm yeah. hope they realize everything that made it what it was oh, i loved like, it all it was all good because man. it's let's be real this isn't going to be some fucking billion dollar like at the box oh, office movie yeah, it's a, yeah. Th- th- this is going to be 100 percent a cult the, following yes yeah. and it's gonna be for the fans of the original i'm just glad that keanu's like you know just kind of doing whatever these days that, that's what i think is amazing that's the that's the thing by if, the way did you see like like he you know like all the chicks love keanu and he's like a hollywood stud mm-hmm. and then he showed up on the red carpet with that gangly gal that mm-hmm. like is like like she he is obviously way out of her league oh yeah People are really upset about but he's like like in he's love like, with her he's like nah this is my this is my but that's the thing man. like uh everything i've ever read about him or heard from him even like on podcasts like there's one show i listened to where they interviewed all the people who were uh characters in uh speed and uh all of them Every single one of them said, like, like out of all the things they've done and movies they've been in, like, said he's like the nicest guy they've ever met. I am and, an FBI agent. <laughs> um, that, but that's what you always hear about him. Like, everybody loves him, and like, he's so nice and all this stuff. But the thing I was getting at is that if you'd have told me, in at any point in the nineties, that this guy is going to be popular enough and have enough pull in Hollywood. To pretty much do whatever the hell he wants and everybody's yeah. gonna love him, I would have said, "Yeah, right." I would have been like, "Did you did you ever see Always Be My Maybe on Netflix? That one he did the cameo in? No, he he just basically played himself. Yeah, and he was dating Ali Wong's character. Yes, and uh, and like in most of his movies, you think about him, he's. He's pretty serious in a lot of his movies, besides yeah. Bill and Ted. And Bill and Ted was in his early days. Yeah. But, like, he does some things and Always Be My Maybe, where he, like, he laughs and stuff. And it's so off-putting to, like, see him be like, oh, and laugh and, like, have a good time. Because usually he's, he's Neo or he's the dude from Speed or he's fucking John Wick, you know? And you never see him, like... That's true. He's real deadpan about everything, you know? And yeah. then you see him laugh and it's so weird. It's like... But that's the thing. Think about it. Think about it. Like, that dude has always been known for his wooden acting and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But it's, like, amazing how he's... Able to, he's been able to like well, turn that into a big, giant career. J Lo is probably going to get nominated for an Oscar this year, so I don't think Keanu's far behind. Have you seen Hustlers? No, have you? He's actually pretty good. Is it? Yeah. Um, uh, it's all movie's all right. She's good in it. The movie's just okay. You know what I'm tired of hearing about with the Oscars? I'm so sick. Okay, I'm so sick of hearing about Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems. I oh, want to see the movie. I want to see the movie. Harry's but, fucking amazing. But here's my problem with it. From who? Because here, here's like there are people out there. Don't get me wrong. There are critics who are saying that he's really good in it. But when you're on social media and you're in all these places, I started noticing something. Almost everything about Uncut Gems and, and him getting an Oscar for it is actually them. The people who made the goddamn movie posting about how he might get nominated for an Oscar oh, for the it. the Safety brothers? Yeah, it's... It, no, I mean, like, it's the studio. It's always, like, a post from the studio, oh. or it's them. It's never, like, some independent fucking news article. I mean, they're out there, but they're few and far between. Like, if you go on social media... So you don't think he deserves one? I'm not... I haven't seen the movie. I, I, I have seen Adam Sandler in Punch Drunk Love and Rain On Me, and I 100% believe he does have the ability to act when he wants to. And... I would not be surprised if he's great in this movie and if the movie's good. I, I'm just simply saying that, like, 
a lot of the hoopla out there about him seems to be drummed up by themselves. Mm. And I'm not saying it's not merited. I'm just saying it pisses me off every time I look at it and I go, yep, that's a fucking ad. That's not a goddamn. There probably is a lot of people, though, that that probably want him to win just because it's somebody different. And I think people are getting sick of all the same, you know, kind of overrated movies winning stuff that like, like, uh, like, uh, like, oh, what was it? That that Moonlight? I watched Moonlight. I was like, are you fucking for real? This was the best (laughs) picture of the year. Are you fucking serious? Like, this movie was boring as shit. I don't even want to see it. That's it why it like was it. so boring. I mean, I get why some people might like it, but I didn't think anybody in the movie was... Mershala uh, Ali, or whatever his name is, he won Best Supporting Actor in that movie. He was in it for like 10 fucking minutes. <laughs> and he wasn't, he wasn't even... I mean, he was good in it, but he wasn't, it wasn't like outstanding. He wasn't chewing up the scenery like... Al Pacino should get nominated for Best Supporting Actor for The Irishman. Oh, yeah. Because he, he just destroys it every scene he's in. You know, he'd probably end up winning it. I don't know. I'm, obviously, I don't know a lot about an Oscar you know, so far. But I, I, that's what I want to get into with about earlier. It's one of my things on my list is all these end-of-the-decade end lists, end-of-the-year lists that are coming out, and all these film critics, and all these movies they put out, and I'm like, no one has even heard of this shit. And I watch a lot of movies. And I'm not just like watching Marvel stuff. I'll watch anything that I hear is good or supposed to be good. And half of this shit they say on my, or, you know, the, li- put the stuff they put on the list, I've never even fucking heard of. Oh my God. You know, like when you look at the list and like I'm just making shit up, but it'll be like, oh my God, the best movie of the year was clearly Le Baroque Plateau. <laughs> You know, it's like it's like what? It was like they like it was. It was like, directed by a very underrated former <laughs> French cinematographer, yeah, named Leclerc Labon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, great. It, it, no, I 100 am behind you with like this ridiculous. I shit. just want to say out there, people, just because you've heard of something that sounds smart and cool. And you want to act like you know everything about it? Don't make you smart and cool. It makes you look like an asshole. I, I, I like one of the things I have a problem with is that like all the like like when they talk about all the Oscar talk and like like I said they have the shit about like Adam Sandler getting nominated and all that kind of stuff and it's 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 almost uh, which by the way did you see Adam Sandler's interview where he said what he do if he doesn't get nominated I don't know if it was if he get if he doesn't win or if he doesn't get nominated he threatened. Everybody with another shitty movie. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, that's he good. said, "I'll that's make another ch- bad movie." That's a good. That's a good one. I, well, I, he, he probably also was like, "That's already on the agenda." <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that's one of those things. People hate that dude, but I'm like, man, this dude's a fucking genius I, because he's making the most horseshit movies, getting paid shitloads of money, and the rumor is that that's always been out there is that most of his movies that he picks to do. Are based on where him and all his friends want to go on vacation, yeah, like Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, if you can do that and still make millions, I'm sorry, yeah, fine. Netflix, that's Netflix. Milk, but they say that big deal. But they say lots of people watch his movies on there. Oh, I believe that's why they keep giving I, him money. I like a lot of the Happy Madison stuff. I do, and I don't. I mean, it's all over the map. I don't hate them like everybody else does. Like, like our boy Travis doesn't like Grown Ups. I love both oh, Grown Ups movies. Are, both Grown Ups. Are I, I love them both. Uh, I don't like movies like Jack and Jill. Uh, nah, but, Jack and Jill's bad. But like, but where I argue with people is that that the like like I, I the ridiculous six terrible movie. Uh, oh, that's all. I couldn't even finish it. No, I didn't finish it either. But there are some of those movies like a lot of people hate Al Pacino in uh, Jack and Jill. I actually enjoyed him a lot because I thought he was ridiculous and insane. <laughs> like when he showed up as the dude from Don Quixote, I thought that shit was amazing. Where he started stabbing the light with the little pole thing he had. Did he play himself? Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. Al Pacino yeah, in that yeah, movie. Yeah. And I'm like, people hated it, but I'm like, I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was awesome that Al Pacino was a, was willing to do that. Yeah. Because that's not what you expect from that guy. Hey, I want to take a quick break. Yeah, I need one, too. But when, when we come back, since our since our, since our our Irishman episode got delayed. Let's talk let's, about the Irishman? Yeah, okay, all right. Since yeah. we're about Al we'll be back, folks. We're back and running, baby. I Sorry, you. I keep checking my phone. Playoff games are on, so I'm Bet you didn't notice. So... Just seeing what's All right, so we're going to get into the Irishman finally. All right. Yeah, we, <laughs> well, we, t- we talked a lot about this Ir- the Irishman on one episode, but Murray lost it, or he, I don't know what he did with it. I don't know what I did either. I like deleted it and only ended up recording like the last ten minutes of me screaming about the Mandalorian. <laughs> oh yeah, you were going crazy. <laughs> uh, the Irishman, I liked it. I thought it was good. I watched it the night it came out. It was. I did feel like it was too long, but a lot of people and a lot of places i've listened to podcasts that were saying you should watch it again like because i guess you just when you watch it again 
It's like watching Goodfellas again. You just keep picking up more stuff, and, um, and it makes you like it even more. I've watched. I've been. I don't know what the hell's going on with me, but like I watched. Uh, I, I watched both Avengers Endgame and Infinity Wars this last week. I watched Civil War, then I watched Casino, and I watched Goodfellas this Jesus. week. Jesus, yeah, it's been. I, I've been able. I love. I think Goodfellas is Scorsese's best movie, in my opinion. It might be my favorite movie. Um, it's. It, for me, it's like a toss-up between that and Casino. You I like love Casino, I love I casino, casino so much. Guy, yeah. uh, I'm actually in the process of reading the book. Which your, which your um which I read Wise Guys already. So what's your uh, what's your favorite part in Casino? My favorite part in Casino. Uh, if I had to say a part I really like a whole lot is I do really like the part where he uh, whatever the I can't remember the guy's name. It was Tony something. But uh, where he fucking puts that dude's head in the vice, and oh, his pop- eyeball pops out of his head. He's like, don't make me pop your eye. Yeah, he's like, you made me fucking pop your eye out to protect Charlie Ann. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that shit cracks me up. Joe Pesci's amazing in that movie. Yeah, he's really good in, in Casino. Uh, that's why, like, reading the book, it, like, it is mind-blowing to see, like, like it's giving me a total, like, reading Wise Guys gave me a total different perspective on Goodfellas. Like how they converted it over and things. Yeah, uh, it's the same thing with reading the book for Casino. It's like amazing to me to see how they're incorporating so much stuff into the movie because you know they got to condense that book down big time. But like the subtleties of the acting and things that they pointed out in the movie, like Joe Pesci's always like looks like he's got his fingers in his mouth. In, in the movie and like finally I'm at the point like halfway through the book where they point out that that uh the the Tony Spilatro the real guy chewed on his cuticle all the time oh, and that's what and then they point out that kind of stuff and then I always notice the way like Robert De Niro is with his clothes in the movie and like how they fit him and like how he is with the collar a lot in parts of the movie and I always thought that was weird and in the book I found out that like Frank Rosenthal the the real guy uh like was so anal about his clothes that the that the uh what do you call them? the tailors hated him because he'd come back in and say this needs to go up like a millimeter and shit like that yeah. and he'd be like are you kidding me You're like and that's how he was with that stuff but it's amazing reading like goodfellas blew me away to see that like tommy's character was a combination of characters in the book and that kind of stuff is amazing to you me. know i always think about that like think about you mentioned that Taylor thing. This is just a weird thought I just had. Taylor's probably back then in the 60s, you know, between late 50s and all the way into early 70s, probably got a lot of work, so much so that they hated it when dudes came in and were doing shit like that. Because they're like, not only got to do this for you, I got to do this. You know, there's some other guy, I got a tailor, I got to get stuff fitted. But now, you don't hear a lot of Taylor talk anymore. No. Taylor's probably now would die for that kind of business. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. Come, yeah. Back, come back in. Um, but anyways, let's get into the Irishman. Oh, okay. You, uh, like, I, I loved it. I didn't want to get a lot of hot Taylor talk. No, no, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I loved it. Uh, the one thing that, like, stuck out to me is I, I you brought up, uh, De Niro getting nominated for it. I was in love with Al Pacino as Jimmy Hoffa in this movie. Holy shit that I love that dude. There were moments. He was really good at it. There were moments in that movie that I was just like in awe of not not just like how he was you know what he was saying and stuff like that. It was like there was facial expressions. I mean there was times that I noticed like the veins popping out in that dude's head when he wasn't talking that I was just like that's amazing to me that like even his facial expressions and all that kind of stuff like how well they're done. And my favorite shit in that whole movie still is the conversation between him and Robert De Niro when he's like, Yeah, it's Tony. He's like which Tony? He's, they're all named Tony. Yeah, he goes, there's Tony, Tony, there's Tony, there's Tony. And that shit was amazing to and me. When I watched him as Jimmy Hoffa, I felt like he was a combination between Scarface uh-huh. and and Lips from Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Not Lips. Um, I thought his name was Lips. No, Lips was the guy that he killed. In, uh, he's the one who gave, he gave him the, uh, what they call him. What? The, that's, that's not his name? No, he's not Lips in What's that movie. Name? What's his name in Dick Tracy? I don't remember. Oh, man. Look it up. You I got thought, your phone in your his, hand. I got it. No, up. Lips Manless is the guy he kills and takes over all his business. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, I'm oh. trying to think of what the hell his name was in that movie. Look, I can remember Lips' name, but yeah. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Uh, oh, damn it, it's name? pissing me off. But, uh, oh, it's Big Boy. Yeah, Big, big Boy. boy yeah. That's right, Lips. I think I was just thinking it was Lips because his lips were so big and Dick which, Tracy. Which, by the yeah, way... Big Boy. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Which, by I'm the sorry. way, Dick Tracy is not really that great of a movie, but... Al Pacino does fucking chew it up in that movie, man. Can you believe when Dick Tracy came out, like they had though he had that watch, and now we have those watches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the like, Dick it's Tracy like, watch. It's yeah. honestly like one of the few things from movies 
that that you saw and then it's like actually be, you know is is real like you know because most time you think about back, back to the, the future too and flying cars and all that kind of stuff you know but yeah that's that's the one thing that re- that people are all like oh that would be crazy and then yep now we got it um there's like there's there's so much in that movie i mean there's so much going on in that movie that like to unpack i will say this the de-aging process stuff in it there are times in that movie that it stuck out like a sore thumb. Like when Joe Pesci, Pesci first shows up in At the, the movie, very beginning. his head looked like it was bobbling. They were way too smooth. Yeah. Know, yeah. And, and then, and uh, something that I, I thought was interesting, Terry Gilliam, you know, the, the Monty Python dude, when he did like 12 Monkeys, shit like that, yeah. uh, made a really good point about the de-aging. And it was something that bugged me too. And most people I talk to have a problem with it. He pointed out, he goes, great, you did all this facial de-aging, but when these guys are walking around, they're stiff as shit. Yeah. And, like, the scene where Robert De Niro beats up the guy at the uh, at the bakery shop for, hit, like, touching where, his daughter. Where he's got a young face, but it's clearly a yeah, seven-year-old and he's, man. And he's, when he steps on his hand, it looked like he just gently put his foot on it. And I was like, man, that doesn't work for me. But that's the only time I was that's like... Only, that's only, like, the... There's, I mean, that's like out, in the first like twenty minutes. Out of all the complaints that anybody says about the movie, that's pretty much the only big oh, one. Yeah, but everybody just gets over. It. I love so much about this movie, like even the way it's filmed. Like I love like the way Scorsese films, like that scene where those two dudes run into the room to kill the guy, and then he just zooms in on the flowers, and you're just looking at flowers while you hear all this crazy shit going on. I'm like, oh yeah, that shit was amazing to me. Like I knew at the beginning of the movie the way the camera like came into the hallway and was coming down the stuff. I was like. I'm going to fucking love this. Just the way it's directed is fucking amazing. That's, that's one of those things where it's like, whether you think it's too long or not, there, there's so much going on in terms of like the way it looks, like direction and all that kind of stuff. But the acting, it's big, to me, it is 100% uh, a lesson in this is how you, like, you make a fucking movie. Like, it's, it's good. It, everything about it is I, like 100%. One of my favorite, if you know, you know, you know me. Like, I like to look at, like, com- you know, the comedy stuff in movies or just things oh, like, yeah. I like to pick apart. And I was talking to our buddy Travis about it at the New Year's party, and I was like, my favorite thing of that movie is when, is, is towards the end when they're talking, when they're, they're trying to settle their, their beef with Jimmy Hoffa with Al Pacino. And uh, they're like, well, let me call, let me call Jimmy. And he's just at his lake house, and he's just sitting <laughs> on a dock yeah. drinking a club soda with the telephone next to him like and he's but he's on the lake his house is like far away he's mm-hmm. got a phone there yeah right how long was that he's not even reading a book he's like staring off into the lake <laughs> and they call him and he's like hello yeah and i'm like oh my. i love that then, i think but i think this is what dudes did back then because i would remember my grandpa he would just sit out in the sun for like hours like he'd put on like <laughs> he put on like cocoa butter my neighbor right to go out grandma would be like go out there and get him i get him like oh, you smell like a black chick like you're not, yeah they, he's, he's, he's the guy who used to live next door to my mom would just come out and sit in his lawn chair all fucking day, just chill there and just like watch, just enjoy the neighborhood. Yeah, and like it, like he just did that shit, and he was you know one of the old timers. Um, one of the things that cracked me up too is like you know we have the de aging process. But goddamn, they made Joe Pesci look Yoda old at the end of that movie when he was in the prison. Oh yeah, when they were, when they were playing the uh, the ball, I can't remember what it was called. The the game they were playing in prison at the end. Well, like when were, he's in a wheelchair, and I like what he, he's like. Where are you going? I'm going to church. Church. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, you'll see. Then yeah. he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did. I thought Joe Pesci was really good in that movie too. Everybody was, and like, but the thing that's like awesome about Joe Pesci is like that dude hasn't acted in forever and just came back to it. Like, yeah, I never left. Well, it's probably a good change of pace for him because he's always playing the psycho murderer guy. You know, and the, he played the calm guy. Yeah, that that was one of the things. The conversation between him and Hoffa. Where he's telling Hoffa, like, you basically need to cut it out. You need to quit. Because he's basically that, trying to tell him, we're going to fucking kill you if you don't quit. That was my only beef with the movie is I felt like that that whole scenario, everybody knew what was leading, what it was leading up to. Yeah. We, anybody who knows anything about Jimmy Hoffa knew what was going to happen or what it was leading up to. But I felt like for like an hour, it was it was them being like, you got to chill out. And he's like, no. <laughs> You're like, you got to, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, just, I love that particular scene. And then I did love the scene, too, where that crazy Joe guy insulted Joe Pesci's character. And then he just sat there and stared at Robert De Niro, and you just knew, like, just watching that scene, you knew that he was basically telling Robert De Niro, kill that motherfucker. And I, I think, I think also that's why you get a little frustrated. Well, I did towards the end is just because Al Pacino did such a great job at Jimmy Hoffa. You liked him. You liked yeah, Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. And since you already know 
what happened to Jimmy Hoffa or what you know. Quote, yeah, you quote, knew what was coming. What you think? You liked it, but you almost think you were thinking in your head like, God, if you would just shut up, it would everything would have been all right. What about at the end when the FBI comes to to him and asks him about, can you tell us about Hoffa? And he's like, No, I need to refer you to my lawyer. And they're like, No, he he's dead. And he he's goes, dead. Who did it? Yeah, who did it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, No, he's dead. And they're like, Everybody's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's why like I started like looking into like the facts and all that stuff about the book and I guess everybody questions two things. One, they question the legitimacy of his Hoffa story and of the cra- yeah. of the Crazy Joe killing. Uh they said that they don't think he killed Crazy Joe. It's still like nobody knows about Hoffa. Yeah. But at the same time they said the things that he brings up and how he says it don't make any goddamn sense. However, uh the thing that I find interesting is that the one thing that does stick in his story and it's in the movie is the whole making Hoffa wait for like 45 minutes or yeah. whatever and all that stuff. Yeah. That's like in everybody's like recollection of what happened to Hoffa. That's like one part that the day show- he went missing. Yeah. That's one part that shows up. That's why I'm like wondering like, why did that? Why does everybody stick with that part of the story? So I'm like, these people have to know something yeah. if they're getting that part of it, but not the rest of it. You know, we did a, the, on the episode that got deleted, we, we talked about our, or where it ranks in our Scorsese list, but I totally forgot about the departed. And I, st- I think I like The Departed more than I like The Irish. I'm, I'm going to say something. I think The Departed, it, it's good. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's incredibly overrated. I don't know if it was worth the best picture, but then again, I don't know what what, what it was up against back then. And, and then was Mark like, Wahlberg was uh, uh, went up for supporting actor. I don't think he won. No, he didn't. He, but he was I was like, I was not fucking impressed with yeah, his acting no, in that no. movie. I'm sorry, but he's fucking Mark Wahlberg and everything. It's like The Departed, though, has a lot of questions in it about like a lot of like, what are they doing or what's going on? Jack Nicholson's accent is like all over the uh, place. Like, you go back to Mark Wahlberg real quick. It, he, 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 that dude is pretty much Mark Wahlberg in everything he's yeah. in. Uh, I don't get when people like praise that dude. I'm always like, I wasn't that impressed with his acting. Uh, the thing I like, I've said it like one of, one of the guys I work with made a joke one time when they were still deliberating like, before Ben Affleck became Batman and people were still trying to figure out who's going to be Batman. This dude made a joke. He goes, Oh my God, please let it be Mark Wahlberg. And we all started joking about like how awesome it would be if they had like a Batman and Robin movie when he's like, Hey Robin, you want to go fight crime? You know? And like, we were just talking about like this delivery, how amazing it would be uh, in a fucking movie if he was Batman. You think he's better than me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, let's, I want to talk about Batman real fast. Um, so the Dark Knight trilogy was on, uh, was been on TNT and uh, I would rank that, obviously, um, Dark Knight, Batman Begins, and then Dark Knight Rises out of those three. But I, I think Dark Knight Rises is really far down after rewatching it. Like, it looks, it looks really, really good, but there are some parts in there that I'm like, what the fuck? Like, when he picks up, when they're fighting Bane on the rooftop and all his mercenaries, and she, uh, Catwoman escapes, remember? She escapes mm-hmm. from that guy's... Ben Mendelssohn's lair, whatever he's at, and she gets down there. Remember, she gets on the roof, and there's all those mercenaries there. And yeah. Batman shows him, he's like, "They're gonna kill you." And she, they all fight him off, and then they jump into his his hover ship or whatever, and it takes off. Remember when they land on the roof, and he's talking to her, and she disappears. And he's oh, like, I hate that fucking part. And she's like, "So that's how that feels." Why is he talking in Batman voice? <laughs> so there's no one even there. Yeah, he's still using Batman voice. <laughs> he's around. He's always around. Lucius Fox. All these people who know he's Bruce Wayne. He's always like, "You gotta do this for me." <laughs> Why? It's like, yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Uh, yeah, no, that 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 bugged me. Uh, when we went and seen it in IMAX, I, that was like the second or third time I'd seen it by then, and I was already irritated with stuff in the movie when I was seeing yeah. it. I, I, I like the like the whole scene where the bomb, like where he's tracking it through the city, and Lucius Fox is telling him they're going down thirty third or whatever yeah. street, and then you realize when you're watching that scene, Lucius Fox is just looking at a green screen with like words on it and let in like numbers i'm like there's no there's nothing going on there that would indicate what's happening out on the streets and that that, that bugged the shit out of me and um i mean but don't get me wrong it does have moments that i thought were like tom uh, hardy has been banged also like amazing, uh, like one of my favorite moments and i honestly i might say this might be one of my favorite moments in the history of film is when he fucking puts his hand on uh, that dude 
And he goes, I'm in charge here. And he just puts his hand on it and goes, do you feel in charge? Do you feel in charge? Yeah. (laughs) That shit, like, to me, when I heard it, was, like, so fucking intimidating that I'm like, man, I might have shit my pants if that was me. I remember that's what Daryl said when he saw Daryl. I was all like, oh, shit. Like, he's like, it gave me goosebumps. Yeah, it was amazing. But, like, some of the stuff in the movie where I point out, like, the fucking plot is absolutely stupid. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. Okay, first off, when they go to the goddamn, uh, what do you call it, Um, when they go to the stock market, and yes. they bankrupt Bruce Wayne. That's actually where I started the other night. That absolutely 100%, they would have just voided all those transfers. He yeah. wouldn't have been broke after that. Yeah. Like, they just, like, this, this, they would have just Dude, said, no. Nope. I, got, I, got e- I got a text message from Shazam the other day when, uh, uh, when I signed back up for uh, PlayStation View a few months back when football started. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I... You rest know, in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> they gave me a free month though, since they're going at, since they're going down. So yeah. I get January for free. But uh, yeah, they sent me. They sent me. You know what I mean? Like and that was like fifty five dollars. I'm pretty sure when you steal all of Bruce Wayne's money, Shazam is probably like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you do? Do you want to? I probably already know the answer to this question, but do you want to transfer five billion dollars? <laughs> no, it was ridiculous. Like like he's selling off all his stocks. They would have just immediately invalidated all those sales because yeah. they knew there was that something going on yeah i'm like uh does anybody realize these are all electronically like tracked and they could just cancel them like i i just thought this come on christopher nolan this is absolutely asshole shitty writing this is like george lucas level fucking oh, he plot and he did it for the studio he did it yeah he phoned it he i think he owed he probably owed him a third batman movie so he had to do it oh and the whole what fucking raz al ghul's daughter was just fucking terrible too it was like you saw it coming. It wasn't no, like, surprise. None of that shit was. I yeah. was just like, come the fuck on. I, I, I like the part when they're in the board meeting, and, and it's like, so if I'm Ben, Mendels- ben Mendelsohn's character, I don't know, is it Ben or say I think it's Ben Mendelsohn, which he's an like overrated, I mean, he's an underrated actor, but uh, he, when he's in that board meeting, he's all going off about how he wants Bruce Wayne off the board. He did all this and did all that. Now, if you've been around Lucius Fox and Bruce Wayne, you can obviously tell they're close. If you've been in any rooms yeah. with them, and and uh, and and all of a sudden, you know, like Morgan Freeman's like, he's got a point, Bruce. You <laughs> probably shouldn't be sitting yeah. at this table. And it's- then he nods to he nods to uh, uh, Rajah Ghul's daughter, and she just gives him the head that like, I got you. Like anybody who's sitting at that table would be like. All right, what the fuck is going on? There's clearly something going on. It would be like if you were if you were at Thanksgiving and you were talking to your wife, and we clearly knew you guys were going to go in the bathroom and fuck each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah. we're not dumb. You guys are going to go do something. What about here's something else? This is, this is this doesn't even go to the plot, the story, or any of that kind of stuff. Here's something I was wondering about: is that at the end of the movie, Robin goes to the Batcave because like he leaves him the coordinates to it and all that yeah. stuff. And I started thinking about something: like he leaves his house to the Bru- like the Bruce Wayne Foundation, so all the orphans can live there and all that kind of stuff. And I started thinking about like you like they need the Bruce Wayne Foundation needs money to like survive and all that kind of stuff. But then it started making me think about like how much money does that fucking Batcave need to like keep electricity on in that motherfucker? <laughs> you know, like like how it is adjacent to the Wayne Manor. Yeah, where's it pulling its load from? I was like, because like you know you 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 would have to think that the people like now that the 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 that the uh, foundation is taking over the house, they have to be like going like Jesus, we're using a lot of electricity here. He's like Joseph Gordon Levitt. He's like coming up, like putting his turn, like coming out of like secret doors, like turning yeah. off lights at night, like fucking kids, man, They're leaving the bathroom lights on. Well, like How am I supposed to get my back kicked. Well, like that's that's the other thing too is like you got kids running around the house. It's like what if that one of them accidentally knocks over the Beethoven statue that opens up the doorway to the Batcave, and it's like, oh, we found this. And I just like so many things went through my head that were stupid about it. Like, yeah. like how it, it falls into that like things were willing to um like just let go because it's like who cares? It's trivial to the overall movie and all that sure. kind of stuff. Oh yeah, but it's fun. It's, I, think, but, well, I always think it's fun to pick apart. It's just like, like, like years that. ago when we yeah. talked about superhero insurance. Like you have to have it. Oh yeah, <laughs> in oh. this world. Can you imagine what your deductibles would be. I would so, be so mad if I was a. If I, you know, if I was a, a real estate king in like New York City and I, and I had to pay, you know, millions of dollars in deductibles because of the fucking Hulk might slide <laughs> yeah. down my building. Which, you know, you know I mean? speaking of those movies, when I was watching them the other day and like, you know how 
uh, like the United States and the, all the United Nations got together to say we need to put the lid on the Avengers and like keep them under control and it caused this big, you know, it caused civil war and all that stuff to happen. I was sitting there thinking this whole Literal time, civil war. I, well, I was sitting there thinking this whole time, the North like, attacked the like all of them, all of them could have just stood up and be like, all right, fine, we're done. I'm just walk off and we'll just let Thanos come in and just take over everything and just destroy everything. Yeah. Whoop de doo. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know. Like I said, if I was a real estate guy and and those guys are trashing my buildings all the time i would just be like look at this point you fuckers are bankrupting me on all your fighting i mean even if you win i have nothing after you <laughs> yeah because i'll much have to pay in deductibles so i'm like i'm hoping i just survived the thanos snap yeah you know who, <laughs> who? And that's the other thing too it's like uh, the Avengers- and if you survive the thanos snap well, there's not a lot of people to compete with. You're real not even you're the real estate czar. Who who are you competing with? But them? that's the thing. It's like where's all the money to like to take care of all this coming from? Because you know they're like it's billions of dollars in damage. I'm like I think we're starting to enter into the trillions with all what's oh, going on. Yeah, I'm like they like almost like. J- Okay, wait a minute. Here's the other thing too. At the beginning of the movie, when they're showing like all the fucked up stuff, they you like did. I, I I still like Infinity War better than Endgame. Oh, I love Infinity War way better than Endgame. I just watched them this week and still felt the same. Yeah. Um. When at the beginning of Civil War, when they're showing like all the fucked up stuff that the Avengers have done, the thing that bugged me about that kind of shit is like when they show uh in the second movie where Ultron lifted the fucking city off the goddamn ground. Yeah, I and can't. I, I I don't I don't like Age of Ultron that much. Oh, uh, I don't. I didn't like the first two Avengers movies at all. I thought it was okay. Here's my thing with that whole like that whole situation. They're like, look what you did, and I'm like, they didn't do that. <laughs> that that bugged me about it because I'm like, they didn't do that. Ultron did that. They stopped that, and all this other fucked up stuff. Like they're like, look at all this destruction from like the first movie, like when Loki was there and all this stuff came down and all these things were flying around, smashing shit. And I'm sitting there thinking, while who was, I'm, who was saying this? This is what the government's showing them when they're trying oh. to get them to sign that accord. And the whole time I'm sitting there thinking. What if they didn't do anything and all that was still happening? Mm. Then it would have been even worse. Mm. That's why I'm like, in, in my whole argument. Kind of like how Trump bombed that Iranian general. <laughs> yes. It, it could have been worse. It, it, it could have gotten worse. Mm. That's, that's the logic they're using. Yeah. <laughs> that's, but that's my thing with that whole thing. This, this is the only kind of show you're never going to listen to where we can tie, we could the tie Avengers. geopolitics into the Avengers. My whole, what I'm getting at with that whole thing is—is is that geopolitics or is that just bombing people? I fucking know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, what I'm getting at with my whole beef with it is, is that <laughs> by the way, I think it's shitty writing. I, I do. I think it like when I saw that, even then, I, I, I thought, okay. I'm sorry, but they're like they're getting mad at them. This is like how they're going to make them do everything because look at all the destruction they're causing. I'm like, but. The the, uh, the logical answer to that is that if they had done nothing, there would have been even more destruction. If we did this, if we had a live feed of this show, and like they never, the camera was just on you and not on me, you people would think like you're like an uh, uh, Alex Jones type of thing because you've got your dark frame glasses on, your right. hair is all messed up. You're kind of like a Ghostbuster, like on crack. You know what I mean? You're just and you're, wow. You're just like going crazy. You're going. You're just like going so fucking crazy about it. <laughs> They're turning the frogs gay. Every, everybody, everybody loved your weed rant. Uh, no, did uh, they? Oh yeah, they loved. They're like, hey, Murray went crazy on weed. Yeah, yeah, I like. Yeah, yeah well, Daryl, Daryl's like, you know, Murray's like really into it and going to going too crazy is when Daryl's like when you're trying to tell jokes the whole time and Murray's just like skipping over <laughs> your jokes. It's like it's like you're a frog and you're going lily pad lily pad and my my jokes are the water yeah. and you're just like jumping, you're just, you're just jumping. <laughs> Because like what like is here's the thing, man. You you fucking I don't even know if you realize it, but when I get on a rant and you make your jokes, it's almost like you're like 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 let's pretend my issue is a knife and it's stabbing me. Sometimes your jokes are like pushing the knife even further into my (laughs) into my irritation. I know what I do. Remember when Danny Glover when Danny Glover and Mel Gibson were held captive in Lethal Weapon. The first lethal we- lethal weapon one, and they're trying. Which is to- a Christmas movie, so fuck you. And, and they're trying to. Uh, and- no, I don't think it is. I don't want to get in that debate though. No, I, I, I don't. I definitely want to get in a fucking cheesy diehard debate. Lethal weapon one. There's no way it's a Christmas. It movie. happens around Christmas time. It doesn't happen around Christmas time. There's a whole lot of shit going on before Christmas. It just, it just happens to end around Christmas time. Well, you know what I mean. No, I don't. I, I, I it's disagree. It's a man with you. Christmas movie. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> 
I just wanted to be an but asshole and bring what, it up. But, but you're, you're Danny Glover, and he got shot in the arm, and they're like trying to get him to talk, yeah. and, and then they're just pouring salt in his gun room. <laughs> That's me. I'm just like, ah, you, you motherfuckers. I ain't saying nothing. <sighs> anyway. Lethal Weapon. The only Christmas thing that cool that happened in that movie is when Gary Busey runs the car through Danny Glover's house and he's like, Merry Christmas! And he all blows away that, that fucking radio or whatever it is. <laughs> Those fucking movies, man. That part is so amazing, though, when they're fighting outside the house and he's like, you want a shot at the title? <laughs> they don't make it. This is the only fucking, like... I honestly believe the LAPD would let something like that happen. They're like, we're taking away this guy's gun, and we're going to let this fucking, this burnt-out Vietnam vet detective fucking martial martial arts fight him in a fucking rain-soaked yard. Like, with fucking two dozen cops around, and they're just like, and it's it's the most LAPD thing ever for them to be like, if Gary Busey starts winning, then we'll just fucking shoot him. Rodney King is ass. There's a no-win situation for Gary Busey. I don't even know why he agreed to it. <laughs> I would have been like, no. Because, got a death wish, man. Because I'm fucking kick your ass. You're all, you guys are all just going to shoot me. What's he got to lose? Yeah. Either way, he's fucked. I think the PR department of the LAPD was like, I think it sounds right on par for what we would do. <laughs> like, maybe the like the police were looking at it from the point of view. It was like, well, if our guy wins... It'll be awesome PR. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because we let this happen, because there's nothing better than street justice. But what yeah. if Gary Busey would have won? Oh, then we'll all just unload 30 clips in. You know, well, you know we're sitting here talking about like li- like movies like The Avengers and all the craziness that happens in that. And, like, go back to movies like Lethal Weapon and like the crazy shit that happens in that and how like never in a million years is everything, anything ever going to escalate or get that fucking nutty <laughs> in real the real world. I mean, it just doesn't ever happen like that. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I've like, there's like a, there's a podcast called The Live and Die in LA or whatever, or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. And it's about somebody who goes missing and ends up getting killed and all that stuff. I shit you not, man. It's interesting. It's only like so many episodes yeah. long. It's mind blowing when you hear the whole story behind it because you really go, there's no way this is real. But it oh, is. I gotta hear it. Now. It's one hundred percent real. It's like movie any, shit. Any stories about burnt out Vietnam detectives, martial arts fighting a bad guy? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. shit ain't happening. No, no, that's no. that's my whole point. It's like that ain't happening. I think, I, and I think Steven Seagal's not going to be in, in like, in, there's not going to be a cop involved in a situation where a guy drives a Bronco watch, through I a mall. Think Mel Gibson had his shoes off too. I don't remember. He definitely he had a shirt on. I think he was barefoot also. So I don't know if he took his shoes off or he ran. He got over there barefoot? But, but dude, that's like... That's like I gotta watch like, the weapon. Like what I just oh, said. Oh, no, he was barefoot because he didn't have his shoes on when they were electrocuting him. Yeah, because they escaped that and then came back to the house. That's right. Remember? Because the Asian dude was electrocuting him. The Asian dude who's in like every movie known to Who man back the then. Nestle Crunch and Die Hard. When yeah. He was waiting for the SWAT team guys. He's in Big Trouble, Little Chinese. He's got, he's, the, he's got the fucking... Um, what do you call it? The, the uh, cleaver? Cleaver, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that guy's name. I looked it up one time. Can't, oh, I can't it. remember it. It's Bohong Do. That's what it says. My IMDb says right here. We'll probably correct that in the next episode. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Oh, here we're back on our racist train. All right. Well, <laughs> so I think we should get, get out of here, here right here, now. Yeah. All right, stay clean. Stay focused. And don't get dead.